Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest, Alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton. In the studio, back is my top equestrian co-host, Paulette Stout who is my champion last weekend. We have some other champions to mention too. Also, mm-hmm. guest co-host in with us, who's also going to be our guest later on the show, is Kim Benson. Hello. Excited to have you with us. Thank, Thank you, you. so much. Fabulous. First of all, uh, I recently heard that a lot of Halloween events were going to be canceled. And I thought, how odd. It's the most masked event that we have all year. <laughs> So why cancel Halloween? Let's have it outdoors, let's wear masks. We can even wear costume masks. And if you want, you can even wear a costume with a mask on top of it. That's kind of funny. And then we can have Horse-a-ween. And we're having Horse-a-ween. I'm so excited about Horse-a-ween. October the 29th at the CEP downtown, City of Ocala Marketplace. We're going to have horses in costumes. Is that Saturday? No, it's Thursday from 4 to 8. Um, wonderful thing is we want to help the equine industry as much as we can so we're going to have this event um, only $20 if you would like to have a booth there and sell your used hack uh, which really want to help the equine industry and going to uh, put some of the funds from the photos towards a foundation that will help um, equine and equestrians at times of things like the pandemic and um, people can come and sell their their goods and products and services new or old anything to do with the equine industry, you can come on down and get a booth and um, the information is ocalacep.com for that. I think it'll be a great fun event and I love to see horses in costumes. Of course, we'll be social distanced um, and uh, and you certainly can wear a mask and we will be outdoors but undercover. So I think is this there is gonna a be ca- There's not going to be candy though because of COVID. It'll be wrapped, pre-wrapped candy. I'll even sterilize it. <laughs> Also very exciting, Horse Farms Forever is holding a conservation summit in partnership with Ducks Unlimited and the American Farmland Trust on November the 19th uh, at Golden Ocala. Commissioner, uh, Ag Commissioner Adam Putnam, CEO of Ducks Unlimited, will introduce the topic of land conservation and the importance of protecting Florida's ag lands for future generations to come. This will be a great summit, wonderful opportunity, it's so wonderful. I actually had a meeting scheduled for that day. I backed up two days to the 17th, a big meeting, an important open house with Mary Phelps and Wayne Humphreys and their gold-winning ponies at their farm in Micanopy. We backed it up two days so we could be part of the summit uh, because we really feel like uh, conservation of our farmlands and protecting and preserving our farmland areas here in Marion County is not only an important part of the equine industry, but it's part of our culture and our lifestyle and it is a huge part of what brings people here uh, to Ocala Marion County to live, to work, and to be. So we have to look after that, and it's very, very important. So please go to Horse Farms Forever uh, website and check all that information out. And of course, we have their video always in the first break of our show, so you learn a little bit more about them. 
got to say congratulations actually to the most exciting Preakness I remember since 2009, I think, uh, and not to say that American Pharaoh's Preakness and Justifies Preaknesses weren't amazing. They were. But they were boys, and now we've got girl power. <laughs> so excited for all the connections uh, to Swiss Skydiver. What an incredible run. My gosh. And yes, she is an epic, amazing filly. But can I just say, Robbie Alvarado, what a ride. Wow. He was actually not the original slated rider for Swiss Skydiver uh, and actually ended up being her rider. And he ran a heck of a race. And he's going to be on the show in a little while with us. So I'm excited about that too. So we can talk about that. Got to throw out there, though, that Abracadabra actually started Swiss Skydiver right here in Ocala. So hats off to Barry Buckelhammer for that. I think that's real exciting. We love our Ocala connections. She's only the sixth filly to ever win the Preakness in 145 years. And Secretariat set the track record. She seconded that and beat Curlin on his time who, by the way, was also ridden by Robbie in the Preakness. That's great. Pretty cool information, right? <laughs> I love it. Uh, really, it was a very exciting race, and I think 2020, we needed a little bit of that uh, just to brighten us up. You know, we've seen a lot, of, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of not fun and not exciting stuff this year, and I think that made us all go, wow, that's cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and for a weird Triple Crown series <coughs> of races this year as well. Um, with no spectators to cheer her on, and she did it anyway. She looked at Authentic, who, by the way, ran an incredible race, considering he ran the Derby uh, just less than a month ago. Uh, to see him come out and try like that, my gosh, they looked at one another, and they were like neck and neck. What a photo finish that was, almost. Brilliant, anyway. On a bit of sad news, the connections of popular eventing horse Sparrow's Neo mourning the loss of the 17-year-old after he collapsed and died very sadly on the cross-country phase of the Morven Park Fall Horse Trials in Virginia at the weekend. So prayers to all connected there. Uh, very sad, great horse, very popular. Um, we're always sad to see that. Uh, COVID-19 cases in the Netherlands have forced the host city to cancel the FEI Driving World Championships, which were to be held behind closed doors in Volskenwald. Very sad to uh, hear that. That was actually supposed to start and be going on this weekend. Um, the decision, of course, to cancel the championships, which were for four in hand horse teams, was made by the city of Volkenswald on Friday. So very sorry to hear that. This year has certainly mm. seen a lot of cancelled <coughs> equine events, including not getting to see so many that we were cheering on for the Olympics uh, this year. So many connections, so many people we've had on this show that we're going to Olympics this year. And uh, of course, that's been postponed till next year. So all we can hope is that 2021 is So they're better. postponing everything for next year and hopefully they can actually have it. Right. Who knows? I know. Well, listen, it can only get better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's my positive, um, positive outlook on things. It can only get better. Uh, on September 23rd, officials at the Florida Department of Ag and Consumer Services uh, confirmed a Lake County horse with West Nile virus. The five-year-old quarter horse gelding whose vaccination status was not reported began experiencing clinical signs uh, and mild muscle uh, facilitations, twitching and ataxia. So um, be aware that 
even though we're getting towards the end of the summer, don't uh, don't think it's over. It's not over. We've had a lot of rain. We are still in officially in hurricane season, and uh, you know the mosquitoes are definitely out there. I was just out the other evening at <coughs> dusk, mm -hmm. and I went out and sprayed my horses down with some good old piranha spray because I'm telling you the. Uh, the mosquitoes don't know that Mosquito. the moss are you copying me <laughs> yeah i'm trying to learn it i can't seem to get it i'm trying so, mosquitoes mosquitoes see you can do it i knew you could do it you can sometimes i'm not sure what you're saying <laughs> i have to think about it a quick note from a dear friend of mine mary phelps she's a, a gold winner in the cones in netherlands whose ponies were born right here uh, up the road. She's the owner of HorsesDaily.com and she's also a Markel insurance agent and I stole something from her website in closing for the news segment today and that is before having your horse gelded you need to first of all contact your insurance agent. Even though it's mm. considered elective and is, and is not covered under your medical or surgical, you're required to notify your insurance agent or company. Depending on the age of the horse, if both testes are fully descended and the procedure is done at a surgical facility, will determine whether or not the procedure will be approved. This I read today and I thought that's very interesting because I would have never thought about a castration being something you need to notify somebody about. Uh, Markel's Horses Daily, Mary Phelps wrote this on her website. You can check her out at horsesdaily.com and read the whole story. Very interesting for horse people to know. We'll be back in just a few minutes, even though it's still 90 degrees here today. We are going to have cooler weather. We're going to be chatting to Dr. Adam Kayop from Peterson and Smith about what you need to do to look after your horse as the temperatures start to drop. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back.
Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. I'm sitting here with Dr. Adam Kayot, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some cold weather concerns that we have with our horses. Uh, Tom said to me, uh, where else can you have four seasons in a week? And uh, we had four seasons last week. We had leaves falling. We had 80 degree weather. Then we had absolutely freezing cold and we had rain. Um, so we really had a combination of all of those. And that's not easy on a horse. Um, they, they can't adjust as fast. And especially if they're living outdoors and the temperatures dramatically changing, maybe they're not drinking as much. Uh, things change. So I'm going to talk to Dr. Adam Kayot now about the things that he sees that concern him the most with horses when we have this uh, change in weather so rapidly. Right. Well, well the, typically the, the main thing we see in a huge fluctuation of, of, you know, warm to cold weather is that horses don't drink. They just stop. They don't drink. And why don't they drink? Well, I think that part of the reason they don't drink is it's not as hot. So they aren't expending, they aren't sweating. They aren't, you know, they aren't being uh, in, you know, their body's not telling them they need to drink as much. Um, the other thing is, I think on some horses, horses are kind of prima donnas, some of them. So <laughs> the water gets cold. They don't want to stick their nose in the water, you know, especially when they've, you know, they're used to a Florida kind of thing where the water's never really cold. Um, so that discourages them from um, drinking. Then on top of that, typically in the winter, horse owners are feeding more hay, more dry forage. The grass has less, you know, less moisture in it. Everything leads to them not intaking as much moisture. When that happens, as the food stuff travels through the digestive system and moisture gets pulled out of it um, by the body, then you have classic setup for colic and impaction type colic specifically. Um, it's classic. Uh, I see it all the time. I'm actually dealing with a, a patient currently that I looked at last night, same thing. Um, so what I tell people is if you're, if, if depending on what kind of hay you feed, that's great. Even in the winter months, you may want to just wet it down. Even if you haven't before, um, try to avoid, if you can just throwing a big round bale of hay out, that's free choice. Some horse, a lot of horses do just fine on it, but a lot of them, overeat and they don't drink enough especially in the winter months and it's just prime time for for impaction colics um comment there on that on the hay something that i've been doing for years and it seems to work is if you buy the compressed bale of alfalfa especially if you feed alfalfa the compressed bale they really have to work hard to get it's like a block i mean it's you know you could you could knock someone out on it and and if it really is hard to get it so they have to eat it slowly so if you want them to have something out there and they can have alfalfa that slow feed block is all the slow feed bags also work the hay bags if you don't want them to eat too much and then you can hose that down right 
That, that's a very good point. The, you know, the, if they can eat smaller, you know, mm-hmm. take smaller bites and they're not gorging, number one, it takes them longer. So they get through the, it take, they eat less during the day because it takes them longer as opposed to your typical round bale where they can just basically bury their head into it and, you know, never come up for air, you know. So they're like, you know, smorgasbording it out, you know, all day long. Um, so, yeah, that's a very good point. Um and and the other thing I, I I tell people to do is if they if they don't have a, a salt lick available, to have a salt lick available because if they're licking on the salt that will encourage them to to drink you know afterwards, and and try to get you know as much fluids in them as as you can. Um, a, a lot of people don't like this because it makes a mess, but I actually make my horses feed into a porridge night and morning every day and when it's cold i put warm water so that they they and then i know that when they ate they got a big wet slop and then i also add a pinch of salt in their feed night and morning when it gets cold as well so there's a couple things that i've tried they seem to be working so that's good right absolutely any of those things that encourage them to you know to to intake more water is is the name of the game you know that way i'm not either a having to pump water through an ng tube or giving iv fluids you know and that sort of thing and and you know you know what they say an ounce of prevention right goes a long way so um, any any of those things that you can do, um, that's great. Um, so I, I would encourage horse owners to be aware of that, think of that, and and think of these guys that are especially living down here when it can be 80 degrees and then two days later it's 29 degrees. You know, it it it, it really is. It's kind of difficult on them, and um, I think I think horse owners need to be you know, cognizant of that and, and, and not just think, oh, they're fine kind of deal. So just, just be aware of everything that you can do as far as that goes. Yes, I know. I speak to people who say to me, oh, it's going to be terribly cold tonight. I'm doubling up on the hay. And they're out there giving the horses because it does warm them up. Munching on the hay keeps them their metabolism going and it keeps them warmer. But the problem is if you go and increase or double hay and they've then reduced the amount of water they're drinking, you're going to get very, very much dry and uh, in, through the bowels going to get very dry, right? So then you're worried about the impaction. How many, is it a good percentage of impaction colics that you can resolve at the farm if they caught early enough? Or do you see a lot of those impaction colics have to come in to the hospital? I would say over 90% you can resolve at the farm. So um, just depending on how bad they're blocked, you know, and that, that can, that goes through the exam and the, you know, the, the, the symptoms that the horse are, horse is giving, but um, 90, probably over 90% of, of those types of colics can be resolved in the, at the farm. It might take a couple days, but um, you certainly don't have to, um, you know, take it in, take the horse into the clinic at, at, uh, you know, at all the time, obviously. Um, I'm dealing with this one. I looked at it yesterday. I'm going to look at it today. And, you know, I expect this horse to fully recover. It's just going to take, you know, a little while. So that's, that, that's the, you know, that's the nuts and bolts of the whole thing. But, um, you know, it some things to look out for with an impaction colic. Obviously, the horse could be rolling around, thrashing around, um, trying to get comfortable. Anything else that you you might note to to indicate that that's coming on, so you can catch it quick and get the vet quick. Right. Well, the the, the main thing is they they may be depending on you know their their pain level, but most impactions are not 
they don't show that severe of a pain response. They might just be laying down more. They might just curl their lip, you know, just show mild uh, signs of discomfort. Just kind of, you know, I always say, well, it's kind of like, you know, if, if you're, if a person can't use the bathroom, you know, and you just kind of feel bleh, you know, you don't, you don't feel great. That's kind of the way they are. They aren't really painful. They're just kind of bleh. And you might think, well, they aren't eating. They're just, they might be kind of depressed, you know, that sort of thing. So, so, um, that's your typical sign. It's not necessarily the violent pawing down. The, the thrashing may be more a, a gas colic, right, perhaps. Right. An impaction might be more, it might be more sedate, right. but a little more depressed. Right. And, and like you said, that curling lip is a sign of, of discomfort for sure. Absolutely. So, you know, those are all things to be aware of. And, and I don't mean to change the subject, but you talking about them eating the hay and keeping warm. That's another thing that people don't see very often down here is and when they do, it can be uh, rather alarming is horses. When they do get cold, they shiver. Right. They'll shiver and shake. And I've had I've you know, over my 18 years, almost 19 years, I've had people call. He's standing there shaking. Well, he's shaking because he's cold. He's just there, you know, the horse is shivering and they will do that. So be aware, think of that. Even though we're in we're in Florida, if it gets down to 29 degrees, the horses we have down here don't have the coats that they have in Minnesota. You know, you don't see that up there because they have coats to keep, you know, their hair keeps them warm. And and that's especially happens if it happens to rain and they get wet. And then it gets chilly, like today would be a day that that, that would happen if it rained on them, and then they're gonna start they're gonna start shaking. So if you see that, think, oh, it's kind of chilly, and and particularly the horse is wet, that's them shivering. So try to warm them up, put a blanket on, and you know try to try to do that. And, and if you can provide a shelter in the field if your horses are turned out, that's what I do for my old boys, so they have somewhere they can get under. Got to wrap this one up with Dr. Kayot here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Happy, healthy horses live in fly-free barns. Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family owned, licensed and insured. Get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your Acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. That's A-K-E-R-S pestcontrol.com. This show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard. Owner of Larson Farms is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. 
Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton in the studio with top equestrian co-host and guest co-host, Paulette Stout. I'm also absolutely thrilled to have our special uh, co-host in here, going to be with us later on the show. We're going to talk a lot about her. But right now, we've got some really, really big, exciting news to uh, to congratulate, as we mentioned in the first segment of the show. Uh, Robbie Alvarado, wow, what a jockey. Um, I can't tell you how many bones this man has broken in his life. Um, and he is tough, is Swiss skydiver, an amazing horse, absolutely. But who piloted her to one of the most incredible victories I've ever seen? I mentioned earlier, in 145 years, only six fillies have won the Preakness. And second to Secretariat, and the track time uh, for the Preakness, for the 145th Preakness, was uh, Robbie Alvarado above uh, on Swiss Skydiver. And wow, I mean, beating Authentic, who is an absolutely incredible horse and the Derby winner. And I got to say, hats off to Robbie. And we have Robbie joining us now. Robbie, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely fantastic. Well, first of all, congratulations from all of us here. Wow, what a ride. Um, Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Tell us how it felt. It has to have been incredible. Well, it, it felt amazing for a couple of reasons. Obviously, when you get the derby horse and the pregnancy, everyone watches and, and anticipates, expect him to win. And it would have been nice to beat him with a colt, but beating him with a filly <laughs> is all more sweeter, man. It's like all more sweeter. You know, it's just... Being the Philly, she is extremely, extremely talented, and uh, we look forward to the rest of the year and maybe next year with her. Now, Robbie, tell us, you were not the original jockey. Um, uh, Tyler Gaffleone, I believe, was the original jockey. How did you feel when 
when you got asked by Kenny McPeak to ride her and, and did you think she had a chance against the boys? I know that when you when you got the mount, you worked every single day with Kenny to get ready um, for this race. How did you feel? Did you feel like she could do it? You know, you know, Kenny, called, I just got off a, a, a worker for Keely, Kenny here at Keeneland and uh, he called me by and he says, you have calls next weekend. I said, we have a couple of calls, but he says, uh, would you... Uh, he said, I'll call you right back. I need to confirm with Mike Smith. If he can or can't come with the previous, so uh, I'll call it. So he called me right back. He says, all right, uh, pack your stuff. I got some flight tomorrow, 440. I'm going to Pimlico. I'm like, okay. That's how that happened, that easy. But obviously I was on his mind because I've been helping a lot as born with his two-year-old. So I was on his mind at the time. And that, that, I think that helped out quite a bit. I mean, Kenny's always been good friends, and I've always been ridden for Kenny in the past. So uh, it worked out good. And I've worked with her all week. I got on her every day, every morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. And as the week progressed, I got more and more and more confident in her that she could actually win. And me and Kenny's on the same page about everything, about how we thought the race may unfold, uh, where we where we need to be in the race, da 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 da. We had audibles that this happened, we do this. And Kenny's like, clip off 12, she's going to finish home nice. I mean, we had so many things that gone through, but it was all, it was all synonymous. We we're all like agreeing on everything we did. Uh, even the same place we went to eat at night. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> back to the Washington Tower at night. I said, I was hoping you were thinking the same thing. <laughs> well, we have a little, we have a little bit of video footage as well of the race that we um, we got to talk to them at the Preakness about sharing. So we're going to share a little bit of that while you're talking. Perfect. But you started riding at age ten, and your dad was a jockey as well, right? He rode. He never was professional, but he rode a few uh, match races and and rodeos and stuff like that. So it came kind of uh, I don't say natural to me, but I was kind of on the on the smaller mm -hmm. side as a kid and. So I knew from when I was a really young age that I wanted to be a jockey. Uh, I, I wanted to be a pre We had Randy Romero, Ed Alhusi in the news every day, ESPN Live. I don't know about ESPN back there, but like the deals in the news, like they're superstars of our, our native Cajun land here. So we just figured out, man, they could do it, we could do it. So uh, that, that's how that all started. <laughs> that's incredible. Well, apparently it worked out. You've, you've broken a lot of bones and had setbacks in your life. Um, what would you say about up-and-coming jockeys who are uh, and I have to apologize for you they've actually misspelled your name up here on the on the screen but I know how to spell it um, but anyway uh, I, y what would you say to jockeys that have setbacks just keep going like like plugging on the chance of your lifetime is actually coming right well you have to be resilient you have to be resilient and anything you do in life but uh, but a jockey's hard you know you get these setbacks and and when you're on the comeback, all eyes are on you. So it's a lot of hard work, determination, discipline, focus. You have to be. I mean, it's, you gotta you gotta treat it as a job, as a job. I mean, I, I'm not to the point like say, Michael Jordan came to every single baseball game in a suit, basketball game in a suit. You don't have to do that, but treat it like a job and uh, and professional. And, and that's how you know things work. It's work itself out. That's you know that's that's what Kenny had the utmost confidence in to be able to, to do this last weekend. Very exciting. Now tell me, in those last, in the last few minutes of the race, um, you know, Authentic made a really, really good run at you. Johnny had him, you know, coming at you. And, and for a minute there, he leaned into you and, and almost crossed in your path. You, you chose to put her in the absolute right spot. You had an opening, you took it, you got her on the rail. And it was almost a photo finish there at the end. You had him, you had him by a head. What was going through your mind? I often wonder 
uh, that takes a lot of multitasking right there, you know, that you've got to know what you're doing and the right place to be. And, and what were you thinking in those very fast seconds as, as the race was coming to a finish? Well, it was, it was at the finish, but it's the middle of the bat side when I have to make a conscious decision. He's like, get in there now. Here's my chance to get in there and uh, and look him in the eye, the, the derby champ, or I can sit back and concede and let him go on and win. We, maybe we could be second. But at that point, I'll, it all went back to the whole week me getting on her. She instilled so much confidence in me that I, uh, you know, I felt comfortably confident doing that, making that move. And then she got in there, I was able to give her a breather. I thought, man, she she has a chance to win from here. And then turning for home, she opened up and she was like, "I'm gonna win." She let me. <laughs> she, I, I mean, I was I wasn't even gonna hit her at all. I think I maybe touched her one time with the whip, but very lightly. She, she was. She was doing everything she could to win. She was crowded a little bit, and she was gutty and stayed with you. Oh, she was amazing. Gosh, what a ride. I mean, uh, just incredible. So impressed. So, Robbie, tell us um, top of your top of your bucket list now. What, what, what's next? Uh, is she going to go to the Breeders' Cup? Is that the plan? I know that's in the hands of the owner and the, and the trainer, but you certainly rode her like she could be in the Breeders' Cup for sure. Well, I mean, uh, uh, all depends if she stays, how healthy she stays. I think she's uh, very talented. Obviously, she's talented as any classic horse would be. But I mean, that's up to Kenny and the owners and uh, uh, all she has. She leads up the training. She's in. She's winning your in and the distaff in the classic. So they'll probably see how things unfold from from this point on. See what goes where and who, which horses go where. But uh, I mean, if she trains like she did Friday morning at Pimlico. I wouldn't be afraid of anything with her, actually, tell you the truth. She trained so good that day. And that was, that was an amazing, amazing, amazing week for her. Well, just incredible. Just absolutely amazing. How did you celebrate that night? Oh, we were, me and Kitty went to the tavern, Mount Washington Tavern, of course. I had a great dinner again there. And uh, with some friends of mine, Reed Rilland, and uh, we went to, what was it? Wasn't that, 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 what wasn't, we didn't party that hard, but we did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you did. And then enough, fun, enough fun to miss the flight the next morning. Oh, okay. Well, that was good. Now you yes. you were on curling, right, for the Preakness, and uh, yes. and, and and first track record secretariat, uh, third curling. How about that? Second to secretariat so, on your Preakness time. That's pretty amazing. So secretariat uh, won the Preakness the year I was born. And I rode curling in the in the pregnancy for the second phase of time, and now Swiss Skydiver just exceeded that that time. So uh, some, and then Kenny has bought both horses. He bought curling on sale, and he bought Swiss Skydiver on sale. So there's a lot of uh, X's and I's you can yeah. cross off, you know. So everything kind of fell in place. Everybody's on the same it's page that we. I mean, everything just felt. Good, well, good choice for Kenny, good choice for you, and good choice for Swiss Skydive. Robbie, I want to thank you again. I apologize for the misspelling of your name on our television-style broadcast. Uh, we will correct that. But I want to tell you congratulations, good job, good luck to you, and um, you certainly did an absolutely genius job with an incredible filly. Well done, and, uh, and we'll see you soon. Okay, I'll see. That, if you interview him again, that means we're doing well. So I'll right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hope to see you soon, Robbie. Thank you so okay. much. Congratulations. Thank you. Bye-bye. Robbie Alvarado, we're going to take our break, come back on the second half of the show. We've got lots more for you, so stay with us. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. 
all horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tack Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. I have my co-host back with me this week, top equestrian Paulette Stout, who had a very exciting weekend at the Florida Horse Park last week, so she was absent on the show. And very excited to have a special guest who's been here with us since the beginning of the show, Kim Benson, first time on the Horse Talk Show. Welcome. Thank you. She is a top equestrian and uh, she's also a saddle fitter, which is a very, very big and important part of being a horse owner or rider. And a lot of people miss out on that. But we'll talk more about that later. First of all, I want to start off by finding out a little bit about Kim. So tell us, Kim, how did you, how old were you when you started in horses? I always love to hear how people got their start. Uh, my grandfather was born in 03 and he was a preemie and they put him in a shoebox and put him in the oven. And as we know these days about preemies, they're small. So he became flight crew. His father raced, he became a jockey, and then later a trainer. So really? I grew up a little bit on the racetrack, loved hearing Robbie. So you must have loved hearing yes. from Robbie because you know a little bit of <laughs> right. his life. Yes. Yeah. So it was, um, I think you're born with the gene I, I agree 100%. <laughs> Surely I was lucky enough to be with my grandpa for a few years before they retired, and um, it was just a special time in my life to be around that level of horsemanship. Mm. So from there, it was quite a circuitous route. Uh, uh, growing That's up a in, good word. Growing up in Colorado, of course, a lot of Western influence. Um, 
Oh, you grew up in Colorado. Yeah, uh, I've been a cold starter most of my career. Really? Ended up, uh, in Britain trying to learn how to ride well in an English saddle. <laughs> uh, I was in Paris at the wagon. I saw vaulting for the first time. I said, that's it. I have to do that sport. Came back and vaulted for almost 20 years. Oh, my Lord. Uh, fielded many, many young people into the equestrian disciplines that would never have touched a horse otherwise. And uh, a labor of love, you know. <laughs> no money with kids' sports, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that was well before the cell phones and Facebook, and it was so hard to find those young people and bring them in, but uh, what a gift to give them horsemanship. And for many youngsters that never could own a horse. Really? That you know, I love to hear that because I hear all the time, you know, how difficult it is for people to get into horses right. and riding because you have to have... Right a lot of money right. to do it. Mm -hmm. So how wonderful that it's you, such a you were able to sport, do that. Not only because it's a team sport on horses, but you can have 20, 30 kids mm -hmm. in one animal. Yeah. So that animal's so special and yeah. gifted because they're so loved and so important. They are the mm -hmm. key figure of the team. Mm -hmm. And so I really enjoyed my time with vaulting. And it was through starting some very difficult big horses that I said, well, that's it. I guess I'm going to have to get serious about dressage to learn to train these buggers. Mm. And, uh, dressage is a wonderful, yes. wonderful way to. And it's funny because as a little girl, I did eventing. And the one part I didn't like was dressage because it just wasn't exciting enough for me. It was, I just wanted to go as fast as I could, right. mm -hmm. cross country preferably, or fox hunting, <coughs> just so I could go fast and have fun. But now I've grown such an appreciation for it and such a understanding and love to see it and know what it does for the horse and for right. the rider. So I have a whole different perspective exactly. than I did. So I love to hear that. Now, mm -hmm. um, just in September, you um, obtained your USDF gold medal, correct? Yes, mm -hmm. I did. Tell us about that. Well, that was a lifetime achievement. <clears throat> I was so blessed to uh, get a horse that had been an international competitor and have a year with him to learn and the journey. And uh, of course, during the middle of COVID, I thought I'm not gonna be able to make it to the oh, shows. Wow. They started shutting right. down, I panicked. Uh, but the journey with him was so incredible. It catapulted forward my toolkit and my feel and my understanding. And we made it through to the scores two weeks before I had to return the least horse. Oh, wow. Congratulations, uh, yeah. so what's his name? His name was Fine Time 13. Fine Time 13, I and, love uh, that. Carl Hester rode him in the British oh. Championships in 2014. He's a very special individual and oh, I was my gosh. really lucky to have him with me and in my life for a year. And the gift that they give is the journey, it is the experience that you can then give to your students and yeah. other riders. Yeah. It was very Now, special. did you fit the saddle to him? Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course you did, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, was that sort of your, was that your top sort of bucket list or is there something else that you, you've got on your radar that you want to accomplish? You know, uh, it was so all encompassing and such a big focus for so long. There probably are others, but I'm going to catch my breath for a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, yeah. did it, right? Um, really, really, really swell feeling. So is he your favorite horse of all time? He's up there. One the, of uh, probably many. One of many. I've been lucky 
most people say you only get one in a lifetime. I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't either. Not as many as mm -mm. people like Paulette and I have been through. Mm -hmm. um, he definitely has defined my life. Yeah. They, each one of them usually will give you something that is, is irreplaceable. Yeah, much unique to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like my 35-year-old horseshoe. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit about being in England. Well, it was a peculiar step peculiar. of events that <laughs> We are peculiar. <laughs> <laughs> We're horse people. <laughs> We're, and English horse people seem more peculiar. I Sorry, had, I love uh, you, my English friends are there. <laughs> I guess I'm showing my age, but years ago there was a, a story, I think Disney probably did it, I had read it in a book about <laughs> the British Horse Society and Porlock Vale. And I ended up going there trying to sit for my assistant instructor examinations. And uh, it was sort of a vow I had made to my grandmother. I said, I'm going to learn to be a great horseman. Um, she worried about, you know, the racetrack. It's a rough, rough life. Yes, it is. Very tough. Hard on people, hard on horses. Yeah. And uh, so when I went there, of course, they're very focused in the three-day eventing, and, and it's such a horseman's culture in Britain, as you know. Mm -hmm. It was so cool to be there. I was the dumb American kid, and <laughs> <laughs> my instructor said, I'll have you gone in no time. You'll never make it. But I stuck it out, and we made it through. Uh, Let me tell you, British riding school instructors are so tough. So harsh. So when harsh. my daughter told me growing up that she had a couple of tough instructors that were, you know, pushed up. I said, Megan, you have no idea. Right. <laughs> you had no idea. <laughs> so I can tell you. <laughs> so strict. Yes. The uh, chief instructor at our school had also been at that time, Peter Cook, he was the leading side saddle expert in the world. That's pretty cool. It I've seen cool. you right there. I okay. love side we saddle. I want to learn that. Will you teach me? Yeah. We okay. got to do a quadrille in side saddle, and I thought I was going to topple off the entire time. It was so it hard. It takes a lot of strength so on the right leg if you're really doing that was. side. Oh, God. And, uh, you know, what an appreciation for women who didn't used to be able to sit astride and rode well and proficiently. Mm -hmm. That was a whole learning curve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. And jumping. Yeah. Jumping and they didn't have the breakaway so. skirts. No. They had real skirts, so a lot of them got drugged probably to their death. <laughs> Stop, you shouldn't be dead. <laughs> I mean, they, they had it rough. Uh, <laughs> so it was through all of this that um, when I got my first facility and with these vaulting horses that were huge, I mean, like this tabletop, you know, the old rosin back circus type horse, no tack fit. Of course not. And I was on this eternal quest to try to find something to sit on these big draft. We didn't have the money to have warm bloods like the teams do now. Mm -hmm. So we had the big flat-backed horses. And nothing fit. I mean, I remember one of my first saddles, I think I bruised my tailbone. Yeah. It was so ill-fitting. Yes. <laughs> and so that started really that started a, your a, mission. a quest, yes. And another connection with Britain, one of the women that was my saddle mentor had uh, done her work on the bench in Britain is, was one of the top in the United States, so I was really lucky to have her mentor me, and for years she was very close to my hometown in Colorado, and I got to spend a lot of time learning from her. Wow. You know what I love to see, and, and if, if you're joining us on the radio, um, not on the, on the Facebook Live or the YouTube uh, stream, you can't see what I can see, 
but I can see light in Kim's eyes and when she smiles her whole face lights up when she talks about the horses and that's lovely to see after the length of time that she's been riding so the nice part is we have her back with us for another two segments so we got to take our break but we're coming right back and we're going to actually talk a little bit about a topic that's very very important a lot of people don't pay attention to and that is saddle fitting we're going to talk to Kim about that and her saddlery in just a few minutes stay with us on the horse talk show presented by Palm Chevrolet this hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. The Equine Performance Center Opala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Happy, healthy horses live in fly-free barns. Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family owned, licensed and insured, get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your Acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. That's A-K-E-R-S pestcontrol.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Quick shout out for Pulse Center of Ocala. Equestrians, I don't know about you, but our bodies hurt a lot. Uh, if you're a, uh, a hardcore rider, especially like these two ladies right here, they aches mm. and pains all the time, and uh, jockeys, I think, certainly must feel that. Maybe I better take Robbie Alvarado when he comes to Ocala, down to Pulse Center of Ocala. Uh, if you haven't been pulsed, you're missing out. Uh, quite honestly, I've been out of town and missed a week here and there, and when I don't go, I can feel the difference immediately. Um, it's a place you need to be. You can check them out at Pulse Center of Ocala. Make your appointment. Tell them you heard about them on the Horse Talk Show. They'll give you a free demo. You can check it out. If you get in there a at least a couple times a week, you're going to feel a considerable difference in a very short amount of time with your energy levels. Just overall, you're going to feel better, and the aches and pains are going to certainly be eased, and you're going to feel great. So make sure you get down there. Very important that we take care of our health. 
Uh, in the studio with me, I have Paulette Stout and Kim Benson, and we've been chatting a little bit about Kim's uh, equestrian skills and some of the things she's accomplished, trip to England, uh, dressage, got a gold medal now. Uh, now we're going to kind of switch it up a little bit and talk about something that a lot of people don't think about. Certainly as a child, I didn't. Whatever pony or horse I got on, got the saddle that I owned. And now I feel terrible. I have and how I got a hold of her was, you know, I ride the Gypsy Vanners, which which have a big back, and, and they they've the got the, too, the, the broke on their shoulders, <laughs> and, and I'm trying to ride dressage, and I can't keep the saddle on, and it keeps sliding and shifting. And it's I, terrible. I've ridden fat ponies that do that. Yeah. You know, that yeah. it doesn't matter what you put on them. They're like, you're like, oh, this is not going to work. And so right Kim... On said, I am an expert on that. So we are now currently working on a saddle that can fit these horses. So Flying Star Saddlery. You can uh, check them out. Website's up there, flyingstarsaddlery.com. It's easy to remember. Um, tell us a little bit about Flying Star Saddlery. Obviously, it came from having a problem right. fitting it came from horses, my right? Own problem. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing, I started just with used tack. I wanted to take care of my own clients. They had saddle woes, nothing fit, nothing worked. And I had a call from a young lady with a wide, flat-backed Morgan Saddlebred Cross. I think if it rained, there would have been three or four puddles on this horse's back. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I asked my um, mentor, I said, what on earth, these children don't have a big bankroll. How are we going to get this to work for them? And she said, good luck, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Because typically, you know, for the difficult ones, it takes quite a bit of money. Yes. And because the tree is the right, same. The, the tree, you can't the change the tree. Right. So over the years, they propelled me to really look and investigate in the wide issue. The problem is, you know, in the front of the saddle, we want your three fingers to be able to fit under the pommel, two in the rear under the cantle. When that's compromised and there is weight on the spine, the horses get in trouble. They pay the penalty. It also gives us no balance. If we're leaning back, it's not wide enough, tipping forward, too wide. And you can have also, just to interrupt you there, but just to make this point, you can have behavioral issues with Very the horse many. and mm -hmm. think that the horse is misbehaving, right. but actually and it's just not. super uncomfortable, it's, right? It's mm -hmm. also so marked, and I see even some lameness is created. I so have to. I have another story about that. The we'll behavioral that issues are scary yes. because oftentimes people don't get the right counsel and they can get tossed or hurt and we don't want to see that for anyone. Mm -hmm. The um, difficulty in fitting no longer has to be the rich man's game. We have every kind of possible price point interchangeable. Gullet trees get any size for the pony that you can get. So really to find a good fitter in your area and get counsel. It's not that much. The Western people have it a little tougher because we don't have wool in the bottom to yeah. work and adjust. So you're always using pads you're with that. Using pads. Mm -hmm. But um, I find when I show up, so many horses have unsymmetrical shoulders. And because of that, they're really getting an insult to the bigger shoulder not fair for the horse. Every step he takes, those shoulder bones are working, and we really want to try to get the fit right. Basically, we only have two pieces of equipment, the bridle and the saddle, and the saddle's so important. It is our connection to them. 
it's our balance, it puts us in the athletic posture, or it blows us out of it. Yeah, <laughs> it can hurt you if it's yes, not right, it if it's not can. balanced. Yes, sure you're right, can. absolutely. And the, whether the young person is eventing, jumping, getting up out of the saddle, they have to be able that was to- my next question. Right, they have to be able to get out of the seat quickly, be balanced over the pedals, and I like that, <laughs> over the pedals. <laughs> and so I find all the disciplines really, even at the highest levels, I'll go to some of these barns. The pros don't know, they're busy learning about riding, learning how to teach, learning how to train horses and produce mm -hmm. good livestock. They really have to find a fitter that can stand behind them. Absolutely. And just like doctors or any other profession, you have some great ones and you have some not so great ones. So uh, there, I think the gray hairs help. You know, I, I've done it <laughs> well, long I don't enough. See any. I've done it long enough that I, I come to the table with a lot of opinions on what is a good fit. How do we achieve that? Well, that that's range? really developed over the years now because they they realize how the shoulder has to move underneath the saddle and where to measure behind the shoulder right. and then the middle of the back and where how level the back is. In fact, in fact, where the where the withers is and where the croup is and the space in between. Correct. Exactly. Can you explain that? Yes, so um, if we have, for example, a wither here, that a high pronounced wither, mm -hmm. not like your guys, mm -hmm. the drop to the low back could be extreme. With my older horse right. now it right. is because he started to, you know. Low right. back. I have the best supplements, the best feed, and right. the best hay. But no 35-year-old right. horse has ever been no. looked after or fed like no. Sunny no. is. But there are natural right. age things that are happening that his withers are now a little more pronounced right. in his back. Although he's certainly not a sway back or anything, he, it's hard to, harder to keep weight on him now. I have to feed him a lot and a lot of supplementation. My, my DAC bloom and oil are mm. absolutely save me. Yes, yes, they are. Yeah. But he does have that, and it's hard because my saddle because doesn't bridges. So you're trying to keep it so from the, bridging. The first goal is I have to get my rider level. If the withers are high and the low back is not, I have to have enough gusset or upswep in the panel that I get my rider level in that big drop. In the bridging, especially as a horse's muscle mass maybe depletes, maybe he's not able to ride over his back and keep bringing that up. In the bridging area underneath the middle of the saddle, there has to be some room for the back to come up when they start lifting and using their own abs. But it also can't have big gaps, otherwise I'm four-pointing, and I've got those pressures in four very distinct, harsh places. So as there's big contours, fleece pads, shimming, filling in those gaps are our friend. We don't want to make the saddle wonky and have a big flocking job in the middle, but with shimming and wool pads, we can get that nice connectivity all the way through the panels so that the weight bear the weight is distributed all as over. best over the weight-bearing mm -hmm. surface as we Nice and evenly That's rather than mm -hmm. pressure. And that you'd see in place. a lot of Frisians, you yes. know, where you're... S That's always a problem with them. It you is. know, now they can get wide too, but, but they also have more of a drop. So. And I think all of the um, high tail, high stepping horses that want to have a, a tall carriage, it's harder for them to stay over the back. They can have a very uphill wither and a bit of a rock in their back. 
even when they're working correctly. That's true. So We've got to uh, hold that thought because we actually only have about 20 seconds in this segment. We have one more segment. Uh, Cam and Paulette, we're going to wrap up the saddle fitting in the final segment. Then we are going to switch over to uh, last weekend at the Florida Horse Park and share a little bit of that with you. Some of the excitement that happened there. Paulette was on a three-year-old. I'm so proud of her. She did such <laughs> an amazing job. We'll be back on the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet in just a minute. Stay with us. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure. The best sales staff and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, buy new roads. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. The Equine Performance Center Ocala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show. Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Got to do a quick shout out for one of our sponsors, Nirvana Medical Spa. They are having a very special day this Friday, starting at 1 o'clock. Should be a great celebration. That is October 9th from 1 to 7 p.m. You can mask up and go in and... Uh, have a wonderful time and ha visit their open house, meet their fantastic staff, and it's an absolutely beautiful facility. They can do all sorts of things from getting rid of unwanted body fat to taking care of your face to making you look younger, getting you healthier looking, feeling better about How yourself. How do they get rid of the body fat? Per you don't have to go check it out on Friday. <laughs> and then you can ask all those questions, or you can go on their website and look. But you can come on Friday and have a glass of wine and check it out. You don't have any body fat anyway. It's part of why you're cold all the time. <laughs> Silly woman. What are you asking about body fat? Why does it get rid of it? <laughs> I body fat. Listen, they shared some, um, some before and afters. 
that I got to see, you know, people who had agreed to, you know. To do what? To, to let, let, so you could see what, how effective it is. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> That we need to answer that question. <laughs> Actually, one of these days we're going to get Michelle in here to talk about all the different. But they do everything from well, we need to do that. to skincare, really, Botox, uh, body. So they can just go in and be like you just go in like a car wash and you come out yes. the other end. <laughs> we'll take you in there and you can get it. I'll do that. But, but it, it, it absolutely, you want to talk about. Beautiful, beautiful spa, incredible staff, wonderful facility. They do permanent makeup. And that's Ocala in Ocala. Yes. Yeah. And they have the most beautiful building over on 27th Avenue. I mean, I took a tour and I was blown away. Really incredible. Cool. And you know, equestrians don't take care of themselves nearly enough. No. We're so busy. Oh, is the does the mane and tail look good? And, does, and then, you know, you run in here sometimes, you're like, I love it. You know, so, and, and so, it, you know, sometimes you got to just go and do some things for yourself. Take an afternoon, go to Pulse, get nice and relaxed, then go over to Nirvana and get do a nice that? facial. Not as often as I should. <laughs> there you go. One of my favorite things, honestly, if you gave me the choice between a massage and a facial, I love a massage, don't get me wrong, but I would take a facial over a massage. Facials for me are like, I go into another world, just rub my face, make it feel good, make me look younger. Um, Nirvana's, I mean, they have the most wonderful facials there that are just, you know, you want to get impurities out, you want your skin just to feel like really good. And Not old anymore. Oh my God. Back to horses. Kim Benson, we've been talking about Flying Star Saddlery. Um, and I read that you service in North Central Florida, Southern Georgia, Colorado, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Illinois, and nationwide clientele. How on earth do you do that? There's just one of you. There's just one of me. Um, I have barns that um, I go to, Nebraska, Oklahoma, really? Colorado. And, um, and you can do groups. People can, can get groups. together. And, and typically, I'll spend two or three days uh, the barns that I have a long time affiliation with, they know ahead of time what I need. Is it going to be service? Are we looking at used or new saddles? So I fly. I carry big boxes in the airport. I'm the crazy lady. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we love those crazy But anybody ladies. that hasn't seen this done really needs, and I mean this, yes. needs to see it done needs to see how the measurements and what, what's been changed over the years on how they measure and how they level things and how they shim and how they pad and, and you know, why, this, why it's so important. And if they see it done, they'll be like, wow, this is really incredible. It's become a science. So really? now, let's share last weekend before we run out of time, because you've got some phenomenal um, photographs of last weekend. Yeah, last weekend at the regionals, region yes. three championships. We need the pictures up. Maestro. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. Yeah. You're the three-year-old. Well, you, you were there also. I was there scribing. You I were. have a three-year-old Gypsy Vanner that I showed, and we made it into both the, to qualify for the training level and first level. And I had a great ride on the training level. Cannot ask her to be any better because there's a lot of things to see there with the tents and the people and the commotions and the big horses. And they do get intimidated by those horses in the warm-up. 
The only thing I had a problem with was when it rained and I was in ring three, which was flooded. So um, that I still rode her, but we did okay. This is a horse, it's Elaine Eckroth's um, horse. She won, she's champion uh, third level. And that's of course one of her cute little pictures that she took of the horse. She said, this is what she thinks about her ribbon right now. <laughs> So um, that is her score. She was a 74.186, which is awesome. Yes, it is indeed. Yep, so she is the open third level championship, and we'll see two other pictures of her We horse. should get her on the show. Yeah, we'll bring her in. She was also an L graduate in my class. That's her there. Um, Beautiful horse. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Amazing. Um, and there's another picture of her, which I really love this, which shows the the just exquisite movement and and the mobility of that particular horse and she shows all the way up to um, Grand Prix so um, she's got several horses now this is Oof. Heather Caudill yeah, on a silver dapple um, I think this horse Beautiful. is owned by Karen Fitzgerald and she does quite a bit of, of musical freestyles so um, I think she rode two or three musical freestyles and you'll see more pictures of of her on three different banners. Gorgeous. Um, this is Reno. It's the King's rendition. Beautiful. She's been training him, and he, I think, is 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 doing f musical freestyle there in third level, doing some fourth level movements. Um, there he is again. Beautiful. And yeah. Um, she usually puts on a very nice freestyle with these. So horses. tell me how you overcame some of the three-year-old. And there she uh, is again. That is that is a what it, biscuit. What it's like to have a three-year-old at a at a well, event with what five hundred plus riders or so, and when you when you're training a three-year-old and you know that they don't have a lot of experience because that's me on her looking at my competition arena. That was going to be where I would be doing my my training level test. You have to really spend some time with them, and you know what they're what they're capable of handling because of their. Um, experience and she was only 36 months old in the in the late part of April so she couldn't show until she was 36 months old so then we just went out and we did all breeds with with training level finished that as champion and then we went and did first level and finished that I don't know how but it just happened so I don't push them um, there oh, is your me. there's Fine your time. Yep, there's yeah, that was uh, the day I got the last score. There you so go. That was okay. Grand Oaks yep, and her gold medal. I love Grand Oaks. Right. Grand Oaks yep. is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. I'm probably crying there, so you know. Yeah, that you made it. You made it because I made it to my yeah. silver medal, and I know right. what that felt like. When but did you do that? That was at. Um, I did my last score. I think it was in Jacksonville, for my silver. It's incredible. So yeah, you're gonna on, get your gold? On I well, you know, maybe someday, but. But we'll see. We'll see what it, how it all works. My this was my best ride, though. This should have been the gold score at the horse park. Um, That's beautiful. We, we were on. That was it. And you know, Paulette talked about the judging. Uh, what a tough deal that is. Very subjective. You yeah. know. Yeah. And uh, a person's view in the split second of a moment, and their training and their eye to get you there. So. We're at the mercy of the judges, and I'm proud of our uh, program in America. It's a tough yeah, yeah. job. And we, being through the we just program has been excellent. Believe it or not, we just got the one minute, which means we are literally at the last minute. I cannot believe how fast that went. But yeah. Kim Benson, I want to thank you so much again. Um, FlyingStarSaddlery.com for Kim. 
she can help you if you need help saddle fitting paulette thanks for being here yes. this week great job as always couple of quick mentions don't forget horse -oween. Uh, October 29th, you can get signed up, dawn at ocalacep.com to get a booth um, for any product or service that's horse related. And then don't forget the conservation summit the Horse Farms Forever is having in November. Please get that on your calendar now. It's super important. You can go to Horse Farms Forever. Um, that's actually sponsored by Brookledge, and a number of other people are involved in that. And that is another great organization, Horse Farms Forever, to be involved with. So whether you are in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around until the same time next week.